Happy Tuesday! My name is Alan. My name's Nick. And welcome into, into the dungeon. This week we find ourselves in the old dwarven ruins in the Neverwinter Wood, where shrew shrubberies had followed a map handed to them by the Water Nymph. Without further ado, you know how the last episode ended? We're jumping straight into the action. Alright. A shrew had jumped down from the statue and noticed that the floor had almost come alive with the movement of spiders. As you look around, you see that these swarms of spiders have started to pile into five individual spider swarms. At present, you've got one almost right behind you, the left of the statue. Two other swarms coming from gaps in the walls to Shrew's left, and two coming from Shrew's right. At the far end of the hall, to the left, you see two giant spiders. You know what comes next? I'm gonna ask you to roll for initiative. Okay, gonna roll all of them at once, and I'll let you know what I roll. Shrew 15, Fena 19. So will be Fena and Kassos. Murgob, total of three, and Thavian, eight. Okay, so the order of battle then will commence with Fenner, followed by the spider swarms, then the giant spiders, then Shrew, then Sister Aurel, Favian, and then Murgob. Very well. So Fenner's turn first. He's going to go around behind the statue. Okay, so Fenner's now behind this giant dwarven statue. And from there she's going to cast Sacred Flame on one of the masses of spiders. Which one is she going for? At present, she's got two to her right, one almost directly in front of her, just 10 feet away, and then two to her left, about 25 feet away. The one closest to her. All right, and just for a little bit of context for our listeners, this is quite a long room, and as we had described in the last episode, it's quite overgrown with vines and branches and moss and cobwebs, of course. There's also a row of four pillars on either side. Alright, here we go. A dexterity saving throw for that first swarm of spiders. Ooh, not starting well. That's a natural three, which will fail. Alright, they take 2d8 damage. So that's 2d8 plus my modifier, because Fen has potent cantrips. That's a total of 11 damage, not too bad. Not bad for a first attack. As this sacred flame comes down, these spiders, you're hearing these high pitched shrieks as approximately half of them are obliterated. Ooh. Is Fenna doing anything else? No, she's staying there for now. Alright, it's then the turn of the spiders. One of the spider swarms to Fenna's right uses its movement to get right up on Murgob. It's gonna strike him. The two spider swarms to Shrew's left have both used their action to dash and are now within five feet range of Shrew. And the further swarm away from the statue has used its movement to get up on Sister Garel. And it will be using its action to attack. The spider swarm that Fenner had blasted with her sacred flame has moved within range of Fenner and is also going to attack. So we'll start with that one, with the attack on Fenner. Oh, we're not starting good. That's a natural one. Oh, yes. That's a one and a three, the first two rolls. Now going to go over to the swarm that's attacking Murgub. Okay, that's a little better. That's a 16 to hit. Which hits? 
That's 11 damage on Murkub. <laughs> the spiders hit hard, the, the small little spiders. It's now over to the last spider swarm, the one attacking Sister Garel. There's a total of 13, which is not hit. All right. And with that, it's now over to the giant spiders, the far end of this hall. Both these spiders use some of their movement to move into the center of this hall. You see them lift their derriers up in the air and shoot out this web. One is targeting Fabian. Has a total of 16 to hit. So that a web just misses Fabian by the narrowest of margins. The others take an aim at Sister Gorel. Ooh, that's an at 20. That hits. Yeah. Sister Gorel is now restrained by webbing. That's the end of their turn. It's now over to Shrew. Shrew is currently facing the direction of these two big spiders that have joined the fray, right? Yeah. Okay. He's also got two spider swarms right on him. So I'm going to raise my hand with my palm open as I look at those two spiders, the big ones. And as I thrust it down and close my hand in unison, I am casting Erupting Earth on a point in the middle of both of them as a level four spell. Want to get this over and done with. Alrighty then, remind me, what do I need to roll? They need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, the one closest to you rolled a 23. Oh yeah, that would save. And the one slightly further away from you, total of 17. Yeah, that saves as well. Okay, yeah, that's half damage, but as I cast it as a level 4, it's 4d12. Ooh, nice. Not too bad, a total of 37 damage, halved to 18 damage. Not too shabby. That's on each of them. Both of these spiders recoil, shrieking out in pain. They look a little shaken. Is Shrew doing anything else? Well, actually, just before I end my turn, I'd like to shout out to my companions. Everyone, move towards Sister Garel. And that's my turn. Okay, then it's over to Sister Garel, who's been entangled in the spider web. So she's currently restrained. At present, she doesn't have any weapons. She only has her shield. So she's going to cast Thorn Whip as she creates a long vine-like whip covered in thorns which lashes out at a command towards that spider swarm that's attacking her oh dear that's a total of eight which does not hit and that ends her turn it's over to Fabian Fabian wants to walk up to sister Gorel, just as Shrew instructed and ready his turn if anything approaches him any enemy approaches him he wants to attack it with his sword all right what could look sideways towards Shrew after hearing that command Looks over his shoulder to where Sister Garel and Fabian are now congregating. Disengages from the enemy in front of him and joins them. Okay, it's then over to Fenna, who's engaged with the spider swarm. Fenna looks around, sees her companions joining at one point, seeing that they're slightly further away than what she thinks she could run to, takes a dash action and risks getting hit by the swarm. Okay, she's joined by Caspus. As she runs past, the spider swarm is going to take an attack of opportunity on her, which misses. Good. So it's now over to the spider swarms, and True finds himself completely surrounded now, with two swarms in front and two swarms behind him. Each of them is going to take an attack, and each one will be with advantage as he's flanked. First spider swarm is a 19, which hits. The second swarm, 14 to hit. Yeah, just hits. The third spider swarm. The 15, which also hits. And the fourth and final swarm is a total of six, and that was with an advantage, which misses. Good. Three out of four. So let's start with the first swarm. It's a total of 16 damage from the first swarm. 
the second swarm, which is the one that was reduced to half, total of eight damage. The third swarm, 13 damage. We're now over to the spider swarm that's in front of Sister Garel, which also attacks with advantage as she is restrained by the webbing. It's a total of 19, which hits. It's a total of 12 damage on Sister Garel. Sister Garel has now taken 23 hit points total. It's so now over to the big, the big spiders, the giant ones. I'm gonna roll to see if the web attack recharges. The first one does not recharge. Neither does the second. That first spider has come within range of Fabian. He can now take his held action to attack him. Okay, he does so, but he misses. Oh dear. Seeing that Fabian has just tried to take a swipe at him, he's gonna return the favor with a bite. It's a total of 16. Misses. And then it's over to the second of these giant spiders, who's also gonna take a swipe at Fabian. This time it's a total of 18. Yeah, that hits. Fabian takes a total of five piercing damage. The little ones hit harder than the, the big ones. I'm gonna need Fabian to give me a constitution saving throw. You have to speak. Total of 15. Okay, so he's saved. And he takes an additional six poison damage. It's now over to Shrew. So Shrew finds himself now surrounded by the swarm of spiders. There's two behind him and two in front of him. He wants to rush past the two in front of him, but stay within their reach. Okay, so only provoking an attack of opportunity from two then. That's correct. Okay, so the first swarm's attack of opportunity, which is with advantage because you're still being flanked and you're starting in that square. It's a total of 16 to hit. Yeah, hits. It's a total of 13 damage. The second swarm is a total of 17 to hit. That hits. It's a total of 11 damage. <laughs> okay. How's Shrew looking? Shrew is looking a bit all over. He's looking at Death's door. He's been... <laughs> he's foaming at the mouth. He's foaming at the mouth. He's swollen everywhere. He's bleeding from every puncture that these spiders have given him as they bit into his flesh. And his companions are now all just standing... In a line. <laughs> in a line. Looking in bewilderment. What the heck is this guy doing now? And as they look on... I want to cast Wall of Fire on the two swarm of spiders in front of me, right on them. Okay, this is the first time you've cast this spell. You want to read out for our listeners what this does? Yeah, I create a wall of fire on a solid surface within range. I can make the wall up to 60 feet long. I want to kind of center it 20 feet high and one foot thick. Or I can also cast it as a ring, a ringed wall, 20 feet in diameter, 20 feet high and one foot thick. The wall is opaque and it lasts for the duration of one minute, whilst they keep concentration. When the wall appears, each creature within its area must make a dexterity saving throw, and on a failed save the creature takes 5d8 fire damage, or half as much as usual on a successful save. And now one side of the wall that I select deals 5d8 fire damage to each creature that ends its turn within 10 feet of that side or inside the actual wall. A creature takes the same damage when it enters a wall for the first time on a turn or ends its turn there. The other side of the wall, the one I don't choose, deals no damage. So this is for those two spiders closest to Shrew, the one still within range. The first one has rolled a total of 12. Fails. And the second one, a total of 17. That one saves. Okay, so roll for damage. Okay, that's 5d8 fire damage. 
That's a total of 26. Ooh. Half to 13 for the one that saved. So you hear him, this cackle and this burning as this wall of fire erupts in front of you. One of the swarms is completely obliterated. The other is now down to just under half its full strength. You see the vines and the spider webs that litter the floor start to smolder and catch fire as smoke starts to fill the room. Okay, nice. And now with my bonus action, the shrew is almost bleeding to death. I'm going to turn into the cave bear, shrew cave bear, the one with a little hat, a little helmet. Is that the end of shrew's turn then? Shrew would like to use the rest of his movement to get behind the two larger spiders. All right, so you're now flanking these two giant spiders. You've got a line of shrew shrubberies on one side and shrew on the other. It's now with her sister Garel. She's going to attack with Thorn Whip again. This time she hits, dealing a total of three damage. <laughs> so it's a Fabian. Fabian is going to shrug as if thinking that that whole stunt by Shrew was totally unnecessary. That whole firewall is a bit too showy for him and just turns around and tries to impale his sword into one of the big spiders behind him. The hell have you done, Shrew? This is how you do it. Roll to attack. Famous last words. Let's see if he hits this time. No, he does not hit this time. And with the second attack? This time, much better, making up for his fail. It's a 19, which would be for him a critical hit. He's using his sword as a one-handed one, because he has his shield equipped, which means he rolls a 1d8. That's a total of 18 damage. This sword runs through the thorax of this giant spider. Its guts spill out all over him as it crumples on his sword. All right, Fabian. Is Fabian doing anything else? Yes, actually. He now has a spring on his step, and he lunges forward to the other giant spider using his action surge. Okay, then. Roll to a hit. Oof. Almost another critical hit, but 18 plus 7 to hit. Yeah, that certainly hits. Total of 8 damage. This spider's on its last legs. He's looking recoiled and weakened. Okay. Fabian, seeing his weakness, wants to try to use every advantage he can get, literally. Seeing that cave bear, cave shrew bear, is opposite him, he wants to push through Morkub and Thena to try and make his last hit a flanked one. All right then, roll with advantage. 21 to hit. Yeah, that will certainly do it. That's a total of six damage this time. Again, this spider bursts like the other one with its guts falling all over the place. He's down. All right, Fabian, another match. MVP. Now the real spiders are left over, the ones that deal the actual damage. (laughs) (laughs) 13, 14, 11 per hit. Ridiculous. On that note, it's over to Murkob, wiping the guts off his shoulder and his armor. Looking impressed, I imagine. Little impressed, little disgusted. (laughs) He runs over towards Sister Garel, seen as she's been attacked by one of the swarms, but goes away of the no mess, opposite the muck on the floor where the big spiders just died. He wants to flank this creature, if he's able to, with his movement. And as a bonus, before he strikes down on it, he wants to rage. Very nice. So that would be a plus two to his damage, should he hit. That's a 13 to hit. That hits. Oof, nice. That's an eight on the d12. Plus 3, 11, and plus 2 for the rage, 13 damage. Alright, so that is half down to 6. As he slashes down 
into the swarm of spiders. It's almost down to half its original size. Yeah, he'll end his turn there. To the far end of this hall, to the right-hand side, as shrew shrubberies look towards the door that they had come in from, you're hearing the scattering of spider legs. There's two large spiders, not as big as the ones that you've just felled, still large in their own right, as big as a man, come through the walls. These look white, with red eyes. Damn, thought we nearly had them. The first of these new spiders lets loose the stringy, adhesive filament which hits Cave Bear Shrew, and which has him now grappled. The second of these spiders is going to use its action to dash and engage with Bear Shrew. So to the spider swarms, which Shrew Shrubberies can no longer see as they're behind the wall of fire, but you can hear the scuttling of their legs from beyond the flames. And now it's over to the spider swarm that's been attacking Sister Gorel, who is still restrained. Gonna attack her with advantage, which hits. It's a total of 12 damage on Sister Gorel. Sister Gorel is down to her last three hit points. Well, she's a healer. She could fucking heal her. <laughs> You'd think. She's gonna have to do that. It's so now over to Shrew. Cave Shrew Bear is gonna try and attack the spider, one of the new spiders, the one closer to him. The first one is going to be his bite. Yeah, remember that's with disadvantage as you're grappled at the moment. Very well. Okay, the second roll was a natural 20, that doesn't count. The other one was 11, plus 8, 19 to it. That will hit. That's a total of 14 damage with his bite. Alright, onto your claws. Again with disadvantage. (laughs) You can't make this shit up. Another natural 20 on another disadvantaged die. Alright. Were those both big boy or was it the little boy? No, this the first natural 20 was big boy, the second one is the little boy. That's 13 to hit. 13 to hit does not hit. Damn it. So that's Shrew's turn right there. So it's a Sister Garel. Sister Garel is going to cast Cure Wounds on herself as a level 3 spell. So that's 3d8 plus a spell casting ability modifier, which is a 2. Starting strong with an 8, a 7. Ooh. And a five. Nice bit of healing there. Total of 22 healed. She's suddenly looking much better. That's a relief. Can't lose Sister Garel now because... Garel. <laughs> she has to cure poor old Bernie. Yeah. That's the end of her turn, so it's now over to Fabian. Fabian, seeing that Sister Garel is looking perky now, is going to run up to the spider that's engaged with Shrew and try to cut it down a size or two. As he does, he wants to again position himself in a way that the spider would be flanked. And he's going to take his first attack with advantage. 18 plus 7. That will hit. That's a total of 5 damage on the first hit. Now draws his sword back and goes in for another lunge. 14 to hit. That second attack does not hit. Damn it. That will be his turn there. So it's a Murkob, who's still raging. Murkop still raging has just one target on his mind and that's the one in front of him and he tries to kill off the remaining spider swarm in front of him with advantage because he's flanking the spider swarm that's a 19 oh yeah that will hit that's a total of 6 damage on those spiders alright is Murkop doing anything else he's just saying there he's looking angrier and angrier as he's slashing at this spider swarm he notices that his axe isn't doing as much damage as he knows it should be. So to those two new white spiders then, 
Okay, so the first of these new spiders is gonna drop its grapple on Shrew and emits another one of these sticky filaments on Fabian, who's now grappled. I need Fabian to give me a strength saving throw. A total of eight. So Fabian now is being pulled towards that spider. That's the end of his turn. And it's now the spider that stood right in front of Shrew who's going to take its turn. It's going to take its first attack on Shrew. Oh, that one does not hit. That was a natural two. The second attack. Total of 14 to hit Shrew. Bear Shrew. Yeah, that hits. Bear Shrew takes seven slashing damage. Oh, very good. You need to take a concentration check on your firewall. With advantage, because I'm a warcaster. Yeah, I save. So it's now over to those spider swarms. We're jumping over to the one that's engaged with Murkob and Sister Gorel. He's going to continue attacking Sister Gorel with advantage, given that she's still restrained. It's a total of 18 to hit. For a total of 9 damage. The other spiders behind the firewall, unbeknownst to Shu and his shrubberies, have left the battle. The fire scared them off. So it's a Fena. Fena's glancing around, weighing up her options. How is the spider that's currently fighting with Shu doing? How is it looking? It's looking relatively healthy. She's going to turn her attention to that spider then and cast Guiding Bolt. At what level? A level 3. 17 to hit? Just it. Oof. Hi, I see these guys. That will be 66 as I cast it as a level 3 spell. Feel the power. It's a total of 24 damage. Ooh. It's not looking so hot anymore, but it's still standing. Mm. Is Fena or Caspers doing anything else? Fena is going to get closer to Sister Garel. See if she's okay. She sees that she's still covered in this sticky web. She's covered in bites and her face looks a bit swollen, foaming a little of the mouth. But she still looks like she's got quite a bit of fight left in her. It's over to Shrew. Shrew's going to bite at the spider in front of him. Okay, no longer with disadvantage as you're no longer restrained. <laughs> yeah, that's a natural one. But you can't roll them. No. Unless I roll another one, which I haven't this time. This time it's a 19. Yeah, that will hit. I haven't had a repeat of last session then. Total of 12 damage. The spider recoils, feeling the bite. Stands up on its hind forelegs. Looks rather worse for wear. Ooh, let's see if I can kill it off as it stands on its hind legs. With a swipe across his thorax. Don't think that's going to cut it. 15. Does not hit. Damn it. Can I use my inspiration? If you still have it, you can. I have two, apparently. Go for it then. Oh, come on. Oh yeah, 19. Yeah, that will do it. The claws deal 2d6 damage for a total of 13 damage. Yeah, as your claws rip into this spider's thorax, you just completely rip it open as it collapses in front of you. All right. After having dealt with that menace, I want to move up to the one that's attacking Fabian. And again, I want to flank it. So it's a sister Garel. Gary for her friends. She's going to cast Thorn Whip again. Going to try and hit the spider swarm with advantage this time because Murkob is flanking it. That will do it. It hits. <laughs> so one on damage plus nothing. So it's just a straight up one. Mm -hmm. And with that, it's now over to Fabian who is restrained, so he would have disadvantage, but because this spider is being flanked, it's cancelled out by the advantage he would have got. Alright, so he's gonna try and roll to hit him. 21 to hit. That misses. 
must be joking. Is he <laughs> some kind of boss? <laughs> yeah, that hits. That's a total of six damage. Okay, second attack. Yeah, he's gonna go again. 18 plus 7. Pretty sure it hits, 25. Yeah, that will definitely hit. That's much, much better. 12 total damage. Alrighty then. So to Murgob and his rage. Murgob is getting frustrated and raging at the same time. Just wants to get rid of all these spiders trying to call over Sister Garel. That's a 4 and a 5 on the advantage rolls. So a total of 10. Does not hit. Okay, so it's over to that white spider now. So this spider is going to take its attack action on Fabian with advantage because he's restrained. So a total of 21 to hit. Oh yeah, that hits. Total of 14 damage. And now his second attack. Total of 14 to hit. No, that does not hit. Then it's over to Fenner. Fenner has noticed that Sister Garel and Murkob seem to be having a tough time with those swarm of spiders. She's going to try and help out by casting a sacred flame on them. Okay, so they're going to take their dexterity saving throw. That's a total of four plus, which will fail. Roll for damage. Remember to add your spellcasting ability modifier. That's a total of nine damage on those little buggers. This spider swarm is now down to just a handful. Easy to stomp them. You'd think. <laughs> so there's a shrew. Shrew is going to try and bite at the back, the bum of this spider, whatever the bum part of the spider is called. I roll with advantage as he's flanked. Yeah. 18 plus 8, 26. Yeah, that hits. And that's with my bite, so 1d8 plus 6, which is a total of 12. Whilst my maw is deeply encrusted in this spider's bum, I want to lift it up and then with both claws slash down to try and free it from my bite. 14 plus 8 to hit. That hits. 14 total damage as I slash it and set it free from my bite. As it's freed from your jaws, it recoils and stands on its back, four legs, looking quite injured now. Shrew doing anything else? No, I'm staying put. Then it's over to Sister Garel. It's going to use Thorn Whip again. Oh, natural one. No. As she unleashes this Thorn Whip, it sort of slaps Murkub across the face. Oh, wow. Don't slap a raging orc. <laughs> you see her from the corner of your eye, looking a little sheepish. Snap out of it, Murkub! As she tries to disguise the fact that that was totally accidental as a purposeful slap to awaken Murkub to actually do something of use. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. He's, he's actually hitting, at least. <laughs> It's over to Fabian. Fabian, Fabian, Fabian. He's going to try and finish off this spider that is like a thorn to our side. 16 plus 7. Yeah, that hits. 7 total damage. Okay. He goes again with his second attack. 19 to hit. That hits. 12 damage this time. With that second hit across the back of this spider who was recoiling from Shrew, he cuts off those four legs that were keeping him up as it crumples onto the floor between you both. It's now over to Murkob. Murkob looks up at Sister Garel, red flares in his eyes as his rage further consumes him. He pauses for a moment as if he were thinking, grips his battle axe tighter whilst not breaking eyesight with Sister Garel, as if to imply that this hit is going towards her, but quickly diverts his gaze back down to the spiders to try and kill them off. 17 to hit. That hits. Total of 10 damage. That does it. Those pesky spiders 
now squashed under the weight of his great axe. Ulkab just looks at Sister Gorel and chuckles. That was the last of your foes on the battlefield. Yet a sense of foreboding hangs in the air, and suddenly a low rumble grows into a deafening cacophony as the very ground itself seems to convulse. Dust and rubble rains down from the ceiling as the ancient dwarven hall seems to shudder. With a resounding crash, the colossal figure bursts through the doors, sending fragments of masonry flying. This nightmarish apparition, an enormous arachnid monstrosity that towers above our heroes. Eight spindly legs, each as thick as a tree trunk, scraping across the stone floor, producing an eerie and unsettling symphony of clattering. This spider's body is a grotesque fusion of chitin and muscle, its abdomen heaving with an unsettling rhythm. Fangs as sharp as dwarven steel glint malevolently, dripping with a vicious venom that sizzles and hits as it makes contact with the ground. Oh, you must be joking. <laughs> the mother is here. Oh, you gotta be shitting me. As it enters this dwarven hall, turns its attention to the giant bear and Fabian. I need Fabian and Shrew to give me a dexterity saving throw. Here it goes. Six for Bear Shrew. Cave Bear Shrew. Yeah, that definitely does not make it. And 17 for Fabian. Fabian just makes it. That's a high save throw. Gosh. Gosh. Bear Shrew takes 26 poison damage. Fabian takes 13 as it's half. It's over to Fenner. Fenna slightly staggers as she sees this monstrosity bursting through the doors. But as soon as she does, she catches herself, takes a few paces forward, and casts Guiding Bolt. At what level? Four. Ooh, baby. Fenna's first level four spell. Hope it hits. 17 to hit. It's a big target. It hits. Ooh. Good. That's 76 damage. Fenna's gonna roll right now. Wow, that's three ones, so three, two twos, seven, and then two fours. Fifteen damage. Not as epic as I was thinking. No, fifteen damage on a fourth level spell. Damn it. As this spider is hit by that guiding bolt, you see it lift its bottom and it spits out two eggs. Oh no, now it's having children. More spiders. It's now to Bear Shrew. Cave Shrew Bear wants to walk up towards the eggs. Want to bite one of the eggs? Okay. Natural one. 19 to hit. Yeah, that hits. 13 damage. You bite into this egg, it explodes in your mouth. And you feel all these small spiders bursting as well in your mouth. Mm. All their innards. Juicy. Get this bitter taste of spider. I want to do the same, but this time with a claw. Attack on the other egg. Okay, roll to attack. 19. That hits. 18 damage. Yeah, you tear this egg apart with your claws, ripping it open, spewing forth all these unborn spiders across the floor. Okay, and I want to use a bonus action to expend one of my spell slots. I'll expend a level 3 spell slot to gain 1d8 hit points per level of the spell slot, so 3d8 in this case. Alright, roll for your health. So that's 12 healing for Shrew, and that now is Shrew's turn. Okay, it's over to Sister Gorel. Who's still trapped by this web, but she can still move her arms. She starts waving them. You see these three balls of fire 
form in her hand as she starts hurling them one by one on this giant spider. First one misses as it strikes a stone wall of the hall behind it. The second one hits and the third one also strikes the stone wall of this hall, dealing a total of six fire damage to the spider. With that, it's over to Fabian. First off, as a bonus action, he wants to cast Second Wind. So that's healing for him, 1d10 plus his fighter level, which is seven. And I rolled a one, so eight healing. Oof. <sighs> and after that, he wants to get closer to that spider. And he wants to attack with his sword. His first strike is 18 plus seven. 25. Yeah, that hits. Total of nine damage on that spider, the Mama spider. Okay, second attack. 11 to hit. That does not hit. Fair enough. That's Fabian's turn right there. Then it's over to Murgob. Murgob, still region, is going to rush up to the spider using his faux dash thing that he could use dash as a... Oh, he can't do that anymore. Yeah, his orcish aggression. It's orcish aggression. So he dashes as a bonus action. He reaches the spider with his 60 movement using the bonus dash action and is in a position to flank. Alright, so roll with advantage then. Still raged. It's a total of 15 with advantage. That just hits. Alright. That's a total of 12 damage on that spider right there, the mama spider. You see the spider turn its attention now to Murgub as it feels the sting of his great axe. Incidentally, it's now her turn. I need Murgub and Shrew to give me a dexterity saving throw. Okay, Shrew fails. And Murgub 17. Murgub saves. That's a lot of dice, friend. That's a total of 15 damage on Shrew. <sighs> and 7 on Murgub. Murgub is down to less than half health now. This spider is now going to try and bite Murgub. That hits. That's a total of 12 damage. And I need Murgub to give me a constitution saving throw. 14. Saves. Oh, Murgub. Beautiful orc. For an orc, he's beautiful. Murgub takes an additional four poison damage. Mm. He's got four HP left. That's mm. over to Fenner. Okay, Fenner, seen Murgub drop down to a knee. Falter is questioning whether she should try and heal him and get close. Or would that spell doom to the whole party, seeing as this thing is spewing out some kind of poison. So for now, she holds off and tries to finish this beast with another guiding bolt at level 3. Let's go. Roll to hit. 3 plus 7. 10 to hit. That does not hit. Damn it. As a guiding bolt strikes the stone wall behind. That was Fenner's last level 3. It's over to Shrew. Shrew is gonna get closer to the mother spider. And as the spider is flanked, he's gonna try and bite one of its legs off. Natural a 20. 20 total damage. 7 doubled to 14 plus 6. 20 total damage. As I snap one of his legs off. I'll allow it for flair. Alright. Still looking pretty unscathed other than part of his leg missing. Yeah. He's got 7 others. I'm sure she can cope. Then with that I want to slash it across the eyes. 22 to hit. That hits. That's a total of 10 damage this time. And as you slash at her, again you see her left, her derriere, and spit out three eggs this time. 
Does Shrew have any bonus actions he wants to use? Yeah, I want to expend another spell slot, level 3, to heal. That's 11 healing this time. Not too good, but I'll take anything. Then it's over to Sister Gorel, and again she forms these balls of fire in her hand. She's going to hurl them one by one at this giant spider. This time two of them hit. For a total of 15 damage. So it's a Fabian. Fabian is going to concentrate on the eggs that were just laid beside him. One closest to him, he's going to try and attack that one. Okay, roll to attack. 8 plus 7. That hits. 9 total damage. That egg explodes as his sword cuts cleanly through it. He's now going to turn on his heels and concentrate on the egg that fell slightly behind him without leaving the area of influence of the big spider. Okay. 14 to hit. That hits. 7 total damage. And again, his sword rings true as it slashes through the egg, spilling its contents all over the dwarven hall's floor. Is Fabian doing anything else? He's staying there for now. Then it's over to Murgob, who's down on one knee pretty much. He's looking rather worse for wear. Seeing Fabian dispatch those slimy looking eggs first, he's going to try and do the same with the last remaining one. 22 to hit. Yeah, that definitely hits. 17 damage. Again, this egg explodes, releasing its contents all over the floor. Right. Murkup just turns around to face the spider again. It's now over to the spider. This time, its special attack does not recharge. Oh, good. But she turns her attention to Murkob, who she sees weak and prime for the taking. Oh dear. She's going to try and bite him. That's 15 to hit, which hits. Oh no. That's 13 damage. I'm going to need Murkob to give me a constitution saving throw. Yeah, it doesn't make it. Feeling the brunt of that bite, Murkob collapses. His rage now gone as he lies unconscious defeat of the spider. It now turns his attention to Fabian, and likewise tries to bite him. Total of 12. That misses. And that's the end of its turn. So it's a Fena. Fena hearing the scream of Murkum and his apparent demise is gonna tell Caspus to stay and move, using her dash action to get as close to Murkum as she can. Okay, so with her dash action she doesn't quite make it all the way to Murkum but she's now behind Fabian. She's just 10 feet short of unconscious Murkum now over to Shrew. Shrew as well seeing what just happened drops his form back to Shrew and he's gonna walk up to Murkub without breaking away from the spider and he's gonna feed Murkub one of his healing potions. Alright that's full that's full healing. So you force feed this potion down Murkub's throat and you see his eyes open up as he regains 10 HP. At least he's alive for now. Is Shrew using any bonus actions? No not for now he's just gonna stay there. Again, this spider lifts up its back end, this time shooting out one egg behind it. It's now with her sister Gorel, having heard Murkub and seeing all of her newfound friends engage with this spider, she's going to try and break free from this web. She just makes it as she rips the webs that have been clinging onto her all this battle, and she uses her 30-foot movement to move towards her allies. So it's Fabian. Fabian is going to mirror Shrew and get to the opposite side of him. As he does that, he's going to pierce the spider with his sword and try to open a gash on his side. Yeah, that's with an advantage, as you're now in a position to flank it. 19, which is a critical for Fabian. Nice. That's his first attack, yeah? That's right. That's a total of 14 damage on that attack. Okay. Fabian is going to go for his second one now. 
as he opened the gash and he stops finding resistance on the chitting of the spider, the hard armor. He's going to lean on the pommel and try and pierce its body even deeper. 15 to hit. Just hits. 7 damage this time. So it's a Murkop. Murkop gasps for air and quickly stands up, as if it were an adrenaline shot that just had been administered to him. He's got one rage remaining. With his bonus, he's going to use that rage to attack what almost killed him. And that's with advantage as well, because Favian's flanking him. That's 22. That hits. Total of 8 damage. It's now over to the spider. Its poison attack does not recharge again this turn. She's turning her attention to Favian. She's going to try and chomp down on him with her jaws. 22 to hit, which hits. Yeah. Total of 10 damage. I need Fabian to give me a constitution saving throw. Natural one. Oh dear. It's an additional seven poison damage. As you see Fabian's mouth start to foam. His body goes rigid. He's paralyzed. It now turns to Murkob. You see it shoot this web, which it's going to do with disadvantage because he's only five feet away. Even with disadvantage, it hits for a total of seven damage takes Murkub down to three. The Murkub is now grappled and restrained by this web that's gone all over him. It's now to Fena. Fena is gonna almost screech to a halt, turn around and seeing Fabian in distress as well. Gonna rush up to him and try and cast cure wounds on him as a second level spell as he's already spent the level three slots. That's a total of 18 healing for Fabian. 18? Yeah. Ooh, Fena. An eight and a seven plus three. It's now over to Shrew. I want to cast Moonbeam, good old faithful, on the spider as my last level 3 spell slot. And after doing so, I want to turn into a constrictor snake. It's now over to Sister Gorel. She's assessing the battlefield and knows that she won't reach Murkob, even though he's in dire straits at the moment. She's also seen that Favin's been healed by Fenna, so she's going to use her last spell slot to hurl these three balls of fire at the spider. The first one narrowly misses. Second one hits. The third one is a critical. So 10 damage on the first attack. And 20 on the second. Nice. Garel. This spider is looking quite hurt now. It's now over to Fabian. So Fabian is going to need to roll a constitution saving throw. A natural one. He does not save. And that's the end of his turn, unfortunately. As he still stands there, foaming at the mouth. It's over to Murkob, down to his last three hit points, his eyes still red with rage. As he is in rage, he doesn't feel anything, he doesn't know he's about to succumb to his wounds, though he continues pummeling at this spider. Okay, roll to attack. 24 to hit. That hits. 16 total damage. Alright, it's now this spider's turn. The egg that it released is now hatched. This time it's special acid attack has recharged. It needs to make a constitution saving throw, though, for the moonbeam. Moon yeah. Total of 17. Yeah, that saves. 21 total damage, halved to 10. It shrieks out in pain as it now turns to face Shrew and Murkob. I need Shrew and Murkob to give me dexterity saving throws. 7 for Shrew Snake and 20 for Murkob. So Murkob saves. Snake Shrew does not. So a total of 19 damage on Snake Shrew, and a total of 9 damage 
on Murgub, who again collapses to the floor, unconscious. Seeing this giant snake now in, in her lair, she turns her attention to Shrew. Total of 16. Hits. Total of 16 piercing damage. I need Shrew to give me a constitution saving throw. Seven. Shrew has failed the constitution saving throw. You're feeling this foam formulating at your mouth. Your body starts spasming, turning rigid. Shrew is now paralyzed. And that breaks your concentration and your moonbeam dissipates. That spider swarm that's now hatched from the egg is going to take advantage of Snake Shrew and misses with its attack. It's now it's a Fenner. Fenner has to get to within range of the spider to get to Murkub, which has been down for a second time in this fight. He's going to cast Cure Wounds as a second level on Murkub and try and save him for a total of 17 healing. Murkub again opens his eyes. He looks in shock as he sees Snake Shrew rigid and foaming at the mouth. He gives a nod of thanks to Fenner as his grip on his axe strengthens again. It's over to Shrew, who's paralyzed. He needs to give me a constitution saving throw. 11. 11 does not save. It's over to Sister Garel. You see her moving her arms around as she starts chanting in Elvish. And you witness this ghostly, skeletal hand formulate as she sends it hurtling towards the spider. It's a total of 18, which hits. Not bad, Sister Garel. Almost max damage. That's 15 damage nice. on the spider. The spider looks almost down now. So it's a Fabian. We'll need him to take a constitution saving throw. 11 total. Unfortunately, Fabian still can't shake this poison that's running through his veins. So it's a Murkob. Murkob stands up again, no longer feeling enraged. Realizes the amount of damage his body has taken. Hesitates for a bit. Alters, but finds renewed vigor in the healing that just came from Fenner and lunges towards the spider with his great axe for a 19 plus 5, 24 to hit. That hits. Roll for damage. That's a 1 on the damage plus 3 for a total of 4 damage. The spider feeling that bite of the bronze and axe again turns her attention to Murkub. Gonna try and bite down on him, which hits. For a total of 13 damage. I need Murkub to give me a constitution same throw. 7 total. Murkub feels his body cramp up, turn rigid, and he starts foaming at the mouth as well. Murkub is also paralyzed. It's now over to the spider swarm. Gonna try and attack Shrew. Total of 12. Yeah, that hits. Total of 9 piercing damage. And now it's over to Fenna. Fenna slightly distressed seeing that everyone's getting paralyzed around the... is thinking that... It's now or never, or this spider dies, or she'll be next, then Sister Garel, and then poor old Caspus. And that's the end of Shoes Robberies. Paralyzed during a side quest. So he's gonna go full force and attack with a guiding bolt. This time level two, as that's all she has, right? She's got level ones as well. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the best spell slot she has are level two. So she's going for the level two. Okay, roll to hit. Her hesitation, her nervousness, and her dread for what can be distracts her from the present moment as she critically fails of her natural one and misses completely. A bolt strikes the ceiling of this hall as masonry starts to fall in the far end of this hall. It's over to Shrew. You'll need to make a constitution saving throw. Much better this time. 18 total. You manage to break free 
from that poison coursing through your veins. What's Shrew doing? Whilst paralysed, I could still see my surroundings, hear my friends, and see the terror in Fenner's eyes. And that snaps me out of it, and with a strike as fast as lightning, I want to try and constrict this spider. Okay, roll to attack. 12 to hit. Fortunately, does not hit. That's my turn. So it's a sister Gorel. She's going to repeat that last attack with a ghastly skeletal hand. 19, not bad from Sister Gorel. Nat 20 last round, 19 this one. Oh dear. That was a 1 and an 8 on the damage for a total of 9 damage. This skeletal hand races across the hall, striking the spider in its eyes, recoils, 7 remaining legs curl up and it collapses on its side. Sister Gorel takes a prize. There's just that one itsy bitsy spider. And so is a Fabian. Gonna need to take that constitution saving throw. Two. Which he does not make. He's now shaking furiously as the poison takes over his body. So to Murkub. Murkub runs to the last remaining swarm of spiders. Tries and attack it, but fails. And then it's over to Fenna. Fenna from where she is tries to cast Sacred Flame. That's a natural one on the saving throw. Does not save. Total of 13 damage. Over half of the swarm is destroyed by this beam. And what's left disengages and flees the battlefield. That brings this epic battle to its close. You're now out of initiative. Oh, Fabian! Fabian! Snap out of it! Fabian! Sister Gorel, please! Please help him! I drop out of snake form. There he goes again. Sleeping, sleeping on the job. I rush up to him. That was not the type of jokes. And give him a few slaps across the face. Snap out of it, Fabian. You're bigger than this. Give me a constitution saving throw for Fabian. With advantage this time. 19 total. <coughs> Fabian. Oh, shoot. Come on. This spider won't get the better of you. I knew it. Okay, get it out. Get it out of your system. You see Fabian hurl all over the floor. He drops to his hands and knees. Damn it! We keep getting sidetracked. This was supposed to be for a little treasure. Did we get the axe? Yes, was it worth it though? We've had to eliminate a pest problem from this forsaken dwarven ruin or whatever this place is. For an axe. Is there any good, Murkup? At least. Well, Sister Garas said it was magical. I haven't felt anything yet, though. I don't understand magical things. Just sleep, sleep with it. Perhaps you'll learn a thing or two. Murkup starts unbuttoning his belt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go to bed with it, you know. Forget it. Forget it. Give it to Sister Garel. I'm sure she could tell you what it is. I could, but yeah, my powers have, have waned after this fight. Yes, yes, all of our powers have. Now we need to rest. I would suggest that we get as far away as possible from this <laughs> forsaken ruin. Yes. Damn dwarves. No, it's not the dwarves' fault. Whoever's in charge of cleaning this place clearly hasn't been up to the task. Well, I suspect that the cleaners are long gone. Yes, yes. Let's go. Fandling awaits us. We can't <laughs> die on a side quest. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> oh. 
Please, let's get out of here. I don't want to see a spider again in my life. <sighs> if you turn into a spider one day, Shrew, I will swear to God. <clears throat> I will cut you down where you stand. Trust me, I, I don't want to see a spider either. Let's leave now. We walk out of the ruins. And so Shrew's shrubberies continue on their march through the Neverwinter Wood in search of the tribal trail. The sunlight filters through the canopy, which you now notice is less thick, allowing more of the sun's rays to bathe the forest floor with patches of gentle light. After a few miles, you stumble across what looks like an ancient stone marker, weathered by time and partially obscured by foliage. Can I read it? You can clear the foliage. I do. You see that it bears the symbol of three boars, the tribal, indicating that you're now on the right path. Finally! We have made it! Yeah, this is the tribal trail! And I kiss the stone marker. That's true. Never have I been so happy to see three boars. True. What? We're still in the woods. Well... That just means we're on the right path. Okay, but... We're not on the trail. But we're almost here, Fabian. Don't dash my hopes. We're almost here. We're in the right track. Almost out of this damn woods. That moment can't come soon enough. So Shrew Shrubberies continue to press on. The light starts to wane. And after a short while, you hear the soft murmur of a babbling brook, which accompanies your footsteps which guides you to a small clearing. Give me a perception check with advantage. 13. On the edge of this clearing, you see a figure draped in verdant robes, kneeling amongst a tapestry of vibrant wildflowers and herbs. Doesn't seem to have noticed you yet, but as you're observing him, his tiefling heritage is evident in his striking features and presence, his skin a rich shade of deep crimson, reminiscent of smouldering embers Contrasting with the vibrant greens of the surrounding woods, you see a pair of gracefully curved obsidian black horns sprout from his forehead, framing his face with an aura of mystery. They curl elegantly, like the branches of an ancient tree, adding another worldly elegance to his appearance. His hair as dark as a moonless night cascades down his back in untamed waves, and that's where we're going to call a session. Damn it. I just want to run. <laughs> I want to run away. I want to run away. This can't be good. Tiefling. Are all tieflings bad? No, but we're a bit jaded. So many fays and so many enemies in this forest. I don't know. Where is it a druid? We shall have to find out next episode. And if you want to hear a little bit more about today's episode, be sure to visit i2td.com. And for the links to our Buy Me A Coffee page, where by subscribing to one of our tiers, you can get access to our behind-the-scenes special bonus episodes where we discuss the episode we've just played in more detail. At Buy Me A Coffee, you can also choose to donate an item to us or a potion that helps us both in-game and helps us as a podcast too. So thank you very much if you decide to donate. It's an opportunity for you not only to support us but to become a part of the stories we tell and shape the adventure we're playing as your donation will appear as an in-game item to help shoe shrubberies. Also in i2td you can find all our other links to Discord, X, Instagram, everything. Everywhere we are, anything you need to know about us, go to i2td.com and you'll find the info there. If you can't subscribe or you can't donate, fear not, you can still help us by commenting, liking, sharing, reposting, whatever it may be, on any platform that we are at podcast players of choice 
social media, wherever. Anything you can do helps us tremendously. So thank you as well for that. That brings us on to Twitter Twitter. We posted a question asking people to share their most epic Nat 20 roles in their games. We got a comment from Anthony and he shared quite the story. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Anthony's story was certainly jaw-dropping as he says that he rolled three Nat 20s as a ranger fighter and had four attacks. And he ended up doing over 100 damage to an Elder Brain. He also shares that he once hit a Nat 20 on a Pit Fiend as a Paladin with fully stacked smites, which decimated it. But his third story... Yeah, th- those two are pretty epic, but his first story... Yeah, the third cake. one's where it's at. Takes a cake, yeah. Although, you know, rolling three Nat 20s in a row... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure that's something that... I never I don't think Shrew will ever do. No. <laughs> well, I almost did, but when it didn't count, like... Oh, yeah. In my disadvantage <laughs> In today's episode, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got two, two-thirds of the way there. Yeah. But yeah, this third story, he shares that he, his party had to warn a village about impending doom, but they believed that a shooting star would tell them this. That star was coming in three days, but the doom was coming before that. And so they picked up their shorter PC, player character, went to a hill cast a light on him and threw him across the sky getting a nat 20 for the distance so he landed safely and performance so that the town believed them they left the town flooded and they saved everyone the star wasn't seen because it was too cloudy on the day that it went by anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's awesome now just to poke a few holes in that story <laughs> Wouldn't it have been easier to cast it on a stone or something and, and throw the stone? <laughs> why, why pick the poor shorter guy in the group and fling him across? I suppose it had to be Bigger. big enough to. Yeah. I mean, could have thrown a rock, I guess. Yeah, but, but where's uh, the fun in that? Yeah, yeah. It's probably heavier. I, I for hope the same size, it's probably. A boulder's probably heavier. Yeah, for sure. I just hope, and perhaps Anthony can confirm this on, on X. I just hope it was a dwarf and that they said, toss me, just before they threw it. <laughs> I, think, I, I think he said what it was. Uh, we talked about it di- on Discord, but I can't remember if he mentioned the, the race of the character. But anyway, thanks for sharing those stories. Do you have any natural 20 stories yourself? I sure don't. <laughs> well, I, I only have a... I was going to say, it's not really my nat 20. You have a nat 20 story when it mocked you, but I think we've shared that before. When you, you roll the dice in disgust across the table because it kept trying to kill you. Oh, and it yeah. cast vicious mockery on you as it rolled an at 20 as you cast it aside. Yeah, yeah. But that's not really... <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, pretty epic. <laughs> yeah, but uh, not for the right reasons. Anyway. Now, have I rolled an epic nat 20? thing is, I've been DMing for most of the last seven years, really. So none come to mind. Well, I think you did. <laughs> you were trying to... You were single and mingling with a certain NPC. And you had to do oh, a performance yeah, yeah. check as a bard. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, in, in, in a game we played quite a long time ago now, actually. Our first campaign, probably. Yeah, my maiden campaign. I tried to seduce local town girl with my flute-playing skills and gyrating hips. My character was a bard, of course, as the story so far would insinuate. Fell about the fabulous... Fellbowed the fantastic, Fellbowed the flexible. And yeah, I rolled an at 20 and I, was, I did this backflip onto the top of the fountain where we were courting each other and started playing an epic flute solo, you know, gyrating my hips. 
you know, it was not twinsy, but in my head it was kind of like, you know, Jack Black when he loses his shit and he starts yeah, yeah. going all freaky. It was kind of like that. That's uh, probably my, my most epic tale. The whole show worked. It went flawlessly. You know, you backflipped onto the fountain and all that. But I don't think it worked <laughs> at the end <laughs> of the day. Uh, I don't think the girl was wooed. Well, yeah, she was. Was she? I, I seem to recall she was. And then I think I helped her get a job somewhere as well. Yeah. But yeah, I, re- I remember that being a particularly awkward episode because I remember, you know, role playing this date with RDM, uh, <laughs> yeah. Tapion. Yeah. And I remember downing three Jack and Cokes, like one after the other, just trying to. Yeah, like it was up. your very first real date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it actually felt worse. <laughs> Oh, and, and I can't remember if it was that same session. Probably was, because it would make sense, because I was pretty loosey-goosey after those those drinks. But I almost killed myself with a D20. I was shoveling, I think it was Haribo's or something <laughs> Oh, like you lit, not not the in-game character, you, Nick. Yeah, yeah, almost Nick killed. almost, yeah, I almost killed myself. I was shoveling, you know, you can't play D&D without a mountain of snacks. And if you've been on our Discord channel, you've seen the, the epic hordes that we bring to our table. And I was shoveling these sweets into my mouth and I didn't realize that along with the sweets I'd picked up a D20. I almost choked to death. That would be a natural one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening and thanks for leaving your comments. We love reading what you have to say. Keep an eye out because we'll carry on posting stuff on X to have feedback from you lovely guys and hear your stories as well. And with that, I think it's time to move on to the last one standing in the end of the episode club. Indeed, you know what to do by now. We're now at episode 49, one away from the big 5-0. 50. 50. 50. So yeah, as I said before, you know what to do by now. We give you a password and you compete to be the Kiyomas Verada on our Discord channel. Yeah. You can post it anywhere, on X, Instagram, YouTube, in our Discord channel. And the best one will win the honorary title for a week. Gonna take some beating to dethrone Neil, who's taken a bit of a storm in recent weeks past. And today's password is spinning a yarn. Mmm. The spider spin webs. Damn spiders. Damn spiders. So yeah, without further ado, that's the end of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed that. We're both exhausted, both from the fight and the sweltering heat. We need a studio. Save us. A studio and aircon. Save us. Buy some potions so we can afford one. (laughs) Yes. Please. So yeah, I hope you tune in next week as we delve into into the the dungeon. dungeon. Fabian's seen that Sister Garel is looking perky now. <laughs> Sorry. She can't do that to me. As I slash it and, and... And... As I slash it and... Fucking hell. As I... Sal- as I slash it... Back! As I slash it and set it free from my bite. Murugub takes an additional four poison damage. Ooh. He's got four HP left. That's over to Fenner. Okay, Fenner, seeing Murkob drop down to a knee and propose to Fabian. <laughs> <laughs>